Okay, hello everybody. Welcome to Sports Scope. I'm your host, Robert Butler. I apologize for the late start. Had a rough day today. Got a late start. Uh, got home late. Actually didn't even want to do the program this evening, but with the foolishness that I heard on the radio, I've got to call um, some of these sports talk show hosts out for these outrageous, outlandish takes. And the only thing that I can see from this is laziness. And from the national sports talk show host, and I'm talking about this pro football focus ranking on having Carson Wentz as the highest rated quarterback through four games. I'll go into the details on that. I'll talk. I'll tell you about why Stephen Gaskowski, the kicker for the Patriots, is a big deal for them. And I'll also talk about this um, this possible player uh, college athlete likeness bill could possibly be a national bill. So, welcome to Sports Scope. Get want to get this show right on the road, everybody. Again, I apologize for the late start. Uh, I want to start with the headliner here, Pro Football Focus, which, by the way, the national media and all the sports talk show hosts around the country thinks that Pro Football Focus is the grandest thing since sliced bread. And I'm here to tell you why you should keep the Pro Football Focus rankings in perspective and take them with a grain of salt, okay? Okay. So, like I said, uh, Carson Wentz is rated the highest-rated quarterback in the league through four games. Now, that triggers people who are narrative guys. Now, I admire Colin Cowherd. Don't get me wrong. I'm not here to bash Colin Cowherd. I admire his work. I just disagree with him on some things. And uh, I'm going to go into that here in just a second. This is a soundbite from his program this evening. Listen up. But there was one that what happens when the world has a hot take, and it's not unique, and everybody has it, and it's dumb. That happened a couple years ago when Nick Foles won a Super Bowl, and you started telling me Nick Foles was better than Carson Wentz, and my head exploded. Uh, It was the dumbest thing I'd ever heard in my life. So yesterday, Pro Football Focus comes out and they grade the quarterbacks. Guess who's number one this year? Carson Wentz. That's not having his deep threat, Deshaun Jackson, in weeks. That's having two tough road games at Lambeau and Atlanta, tough place to play in a dome. That's not having his Hall of Fame left tackle for a game. Uh, yeah, that, 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 that Carson Wentz is number one. Greg Cosell somebody I've relied on for about 10 years. I brought him on two or three times when this ridiculous – Okay, I like Greg Cosell too, but uh, Greg Cosell, I've listened to some of his takes before, and I watched the games too, and I've seen him being wrong about uh, saying that uh, Russell Wilson does not go off script, and he goes off script all the time. Uh, So basically, Colin Cowherd saying that this is the end-all, be-all. Okay, so do you think, that Carson Wentz, and I got some more evidence to, to state why I think pro football focus is very contradictory. You've got to take it in perspective. You've got to take it with a grain of salt 
for the way they have these ratings, okay? So they for their rating system, they say he's the highest-rated quarterback in the league. Uh, Carlson Wentz had two interceptions in the Atlanta game. You saw what a little bit of a running game from the Tennessee Titans and Marcus Mariota did Atlanta last week, okay? And this guy was down 17-0 early in the first quarter and the second quarter to Washington, Carson Wentz. Uh, He was down 10 early to Green Bay. So they've got him supposedly as a highest-rated quarterback. They got him in front of uh, Phillip Rivers, second, Dak Prescott, third, Patrick Mahomes, fourth. Okay, this is pro football focus in their rankings. Patrick Mahomes and this offense put up 40 points at the Jacksonville Jaguars in their secondary. They put up 33 points on the Baltimore Ravens. Carson Wentz had one good game, and that was against uh, Green Bay on that this last game. But you're trying to say play in Detroit at home? Say this out loud. Atlanta on the road and lost. Down 17-0 to Washington, and this is the highest-rated quarterback in the land? And to conquer... And... and, and and also, Colin Coward says that he thought it was a ridiculous argument for people saying that uh, Nick Foles was a better quarterback. Nobody said that. Nick Foles was a better quarterback for the Philadelphia Eagles at the time. Nick Foles one playoff, won a playoff game and a playoff games to win a Super Bowl with the Philadelphia Eagles when last year coming back from injury, Carson Wentz had this team out of the playoff hunt. Those are the actual facts to the game. The players did not like for the most part, Carson Wentz because he favored receivers. Zach Ertz, the tight end. Nick Foles spread the ball around. Those are the actual facts. You know, so that's part one of why you need to take pro football focus who these, like I said, a lot of times it's flat out laziness. They go off what their producers give them. I get it. And when I get to that point, I'm going to remind myself not to to put that much faith into my producer to do my personal research and double check, double check what my producers are telling me to make sure. You don't want to be like Stephen A. Smith. Colin Cowherd's getting a little bit lazy. Let's take a trip just a few weeks ago to what Marcellus Wiley said about Jalen Ramsey and his pro football focus rankings and I have a completely different take from guess what pro football focus on Jalen Ramsey take a listen this is uh from speak for yourself uh Marcellus Wiley using stats from pro football focus on 
Uh, Jalen Ramsey, the cornerback who has requested a trade for several weeks now from the Jacksonville Jaguars. Listen up. Seventeen times this year, allowed eleven receptions, two touchdowns, and a passer rating of one twenty-four point one. That doesn't sound too good. See, y'all bringing this out of me. I'm just gonna read your numbers by comparison to number one corner by Pro Football Focus. It's Stephon Gilmore, and what his rating is this year? Forty-one opposing quarterbacks. So there is something to these numbers, and I'm gonna take it even deeper and get a little personal with you. Because there was about a three-year stretch in my career where people were arguing without the best defensive being out there. Some said top five for sure, but some were arguing he's the best out there. I'm setting franchise records for contracts. I'm out there beasting, replacing Bruce Smith. And you know what's funny about that? It wasn't the damn metric. It wasn't the damn Google search you could have read that ever found my name as 89th ranked in anything. Okay, so Pro Football Focus had cornerback Jalen Ramsey 89th ranked according to the ranking system. Okay? I've got right from a Pro Football Focus website from a uh, worker. This is from, this was tweeted, by the way. You see this. But George... See, I got to say this for my uh, podcast. George C-H-A-C-H-A-H-R-O-U-I. George Sharori from Pro Football Focus, which was later retweeted by Ian Rappaport of the NFL Network. These are some stats on Jalen Ramsey that contradict what Marcellus Wiley stated that Jalen Ramsey is the, according to Pro Football Focus, 89th ranked corner in the league. Listen up. This is from last year. Jalen Ramsey was targeted 120 times covering Antonio Brown, T.Y. Hilton, Tyreek Hill, Odell Belkham Jr., and DeAndre Hopkins he, he allowed a 69 passer rating. The rest of the NFL covering these players allowed a 104 passing rating when covering that group. Jalen Ramsey is the only corner with 300-plus targets that allowed EPA target offense is the worst after the play. So which one is it, Pro Football Focus? Does he allow the 69 passer rating to uh, last year's Antonio Brown, T.Y. Hilton, Tyreek Hill, Odell Beckham Jr., and DeAndre Hopkins? Or is he the 89th best corner, what Marcellus Wiley said he is? Okay. Do you believe that Carson Wentz is the better quarterback? Okay, this, this is why these sports guys are getting late. This is why I think I'll eventually I'll be the best in the country. Uh, me and guys like Clay Travis, because they do their homework. They pay attention. They just don't read what their, uh, you know, producer gives them. Do you believe through the first four games of this season that Carson Wentz is better than Patrick Mahomes, Phillip Rivers, Tom Brady, uh, Aaron Rodgers, and Dak Prescott? I don't think so. Patrick Mahomes this year, 
is ranked fourth according to Pro Football Focus. And he put 33 points on Baltimore's defense. 34 points on Detroit at home, who only gave up 12 points to uh, Phillip Rivers, who was rated higher than Patrick Mahomes, according to Pro Football Focus. So their stats may be right, but, you know, their analytics are so deep. It's so – they don't tell the whole story. And I don't want to – I don't know if it's their issue or if it's the lazy sports talk show host who don't actually check the games and see what games that they're actually rating and what matrix that they're looking at. Because if you watch the games, there's no way in Hades that I would put Carson Wentz, even with those injuries, above Patrick Mahomes. There's no way under the sun I would do that. And 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 Marcellus Wiley said that Stephen Gilmore of the Patriots is a better corner than uh, Patrick Ramsey. You don't know about the system they're playing in, where you're playing off coverage or you're playing man coverage. They just don't know that. How do you know if if Patrick if if uh, Jalen Ramsey didn't play for the Patriots, if he wouldn't be the highest rated corner? So you got to take what Pro Football Focus says with a grain of salt. Uh, one year they said that, uh, and I'm here out of Nashville. Okay, so. If you say something good about my team, I'm going to take and run with it, right? They actually said at one point a few years ago that the Tennessee Titans offensive line was better than than the Dallas Cowboys. And people were running with that. The thing was, they were probably better to two or three games against lesser competition. But these sports talk show hosts take this stuff as it's not the gossip. You gotta take their rankings with a grain of salt, um, their matrix and all that. You gotta watch the games for yourself. Jalen Ramsey, I believe what George Shorori from Pro Football Focus said about Jalen Ramsey. I watched Jalen Ramsey. He plays for Jacksonville out of out of Nashville. I don't throw on his side. Okay. And they play a lot of off coverage, too. And, you know, the Patriots play more man. The Patriots' corners are well coached. They're coached by the best of all time. So take what they got as a grain of salt. And people like Colin Cowherd, double-check, cross-reference what the guys like him say, uh, him and Stephen A. Smith. A lot of times, I have to say, and I admire these guys, and I listen to these guys all the time, but they are going with what their producer says, and they're narrative guys. He was a narrative guy saying that Carson Wentz was better. Okay, he may be physically stronger. He may be faster. He may have a strong, uh, a, a quicker uh, uh, release at one time. Actually, I wouldn't say he had a quicker release. I think he may be stronger and physically more athletic than a Nick Foles. But at the time, at the time, Colin Cowherd, Nick Foles was better for that team, the the Philadelphia Eagles, who
who won the Super Bowl with him and took over a team that was out of the playoff hunt that Wentz had played with before he got hurt again and got this team to a playoff and won another playoff game against a great Bears defense and was three points away from tying the, the New Orleans Saints that year and possibly getting to another NFC championship. He was a better quarterback for that team at that time. He may as, may as well very well be 3-1 and one, or maybe even 4-0 and oh with this Philadelphia team this year. Wentz has struggled this year. I just read what Carson Wentz has been a slow starter this year. Down 14, uh, excuse me, 17 to nothing to Washington. Uh, down most of the game in Detroit and then lost at home to Detroit. Down 10 to nothing early to the Green Bay Packers. He's a slow starter. And Pro Football Focus has got this guy as the highest rated quarterback. I, I just don't get it, man. You know, I understand they had injuries and all that, but um, – he, 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 you know, your eyes, sometimes you can look too much into the to the metrics. Take what they say with a grain of salt. Because the reason why I'm telling you all this, because I know a lot of my uh, listeners, they listen to Sports Talk Radio, national and local. I have a local guy. He can't go a program. His name's Ron Howard. Used to work for the uh, the, the CBS affiliate on TV. Uh, now he works on 104.5 The Zone, which covers the Tennessee Titans here out of Nashville. He can't go a show without mentioning Pro Football Focus. He takes it as a gossip, you know. And Pro Football Focus is just not all that. It, this is the second time. This is the third incident with them that I've read about them, and I'm thinking that, that's 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 BS. Excuse my French, but that's BS. You know, the Tennessee Titans' offensive line a few years ago was not better than the Dallas Cowboy offensive line. They may have played easier competition, had higher ratings, but don't say they're better than, than the Dallas Cowboy offensive line. Carson Wentz is not the best quarterback through four games. I'm sorry. I watched the games, everybody. You watch the games. Is he the highest-rated quarterback out of all 32? Are you kidding me? And then they contradict themselves with saying this uh, stat about Jalen Ramsey, uh, saying that, they, you know, allowed a 69 69- point passer rating last season to Antonio Brown, T.Y. Hilton, Tyreek Hill, and DeAndre Hopkins, which some would consider the best in the game right now, according to the rest of the NFL that allowed 104 passer rating. But then a guy looks at another metric, uh, Marcellus Wiley, and said that he, uh, he's a 69th ranked cornerback. Which one is it? So take him with a grain of salt. I know I sound like I'm repeating myself, but I want to make sure that my points hit home. When, when, when it's BS out there, you got to call these people out for that because a lot of people in the media, sports talk radio, they're echo chambers. They just copy off people. They're like, they're, like, they're like a political media, you know? So that is all I have to say about that. I think I made my point. I think I made a good one. Pro football focus uh, is a lot of BS, okay? It's, it's not awful. It has some uh, validity to it, but you got to take it in perspective, and you got to look at what games that these the, that these teams are, are playing, these players are playing in, and who they're playing against before you want to crown them the end all be all. 
I mean, pro football focus for the season started. Uh, the the uh, Philadelphia Eagles had the highest rated defensive line and the offensive line, and they're two and two. Go figure. Why ain't they four and zero? Okay. In other news, uh, this is a big deal, everybody. Stephen Koskowski, the longtime kicker, all-time points leader for the New England Patriots, is having hip surgery. He will be out for the season. Uh, I remember the day this guy was drafted. He he was um, 2006 NFL draft pick, the fourth-round pick. I, that, that was really high. Anything outside of not being drafted at all, the seventh round, uh, I know there's other quarter uh, kickers, excuse me, that have been kicked, uh, have been drafted as early. I want to say like the first or second round. Uh, Sebastian uh, Janikowski, Seabass, formerly of Oakland. I want to say he's like a first or second round pick for the Raiders. Uh, so, but this guy's a fourth round pick. That's really high for a team like the Patriots. I thought they were really reaching there, but you know what? This guy uh, took over from Adam Benatieri and did not miss a beat. Ironically, when they let Adam Benatieri, in my opinion, one of the greatest, most clutch kickers of all time go, that next year he went to the rival uh, in 2006-2017, the, uh, the Indianapolis Colts, and helped the Colts win a Super Bowl with some big key kicks including coming back from a 21-3 deficit in Indianapolis against the New England Patriots. So that's a big deal right here. Uh, they got tryouts of, of uh, Mike Nugent, probably Plastis Prime, Cal Forbath, Mike Nugent, formerly of Cincinnati, to a few teams. Cal Forbath used to play with, uh, I want to say, Minnesota and Washington. Both of those guys are free agents. But uh, listen, let me tell you something, everybody. Half of the Super Bowl wins by the Patriots were a margin of score of three points. The Giants beat this team um, by three points in 2007. They beat the greatest team of all time in the Super Bowl, uh, undefeated regular season team. This team was 18-0. They beat that team by three points. The, uh, New, the New York Giants. So this is a big deal. If these guys don't work out, Mike Nugent has been known to miss big kick after kick. Cal Forbat, that's why these guys are free agents, everybody. When, when you're playing when you're playing Kansas City in that AFC championship game, which everybody expects, that's not going to be easy. That's not going to be a cakewalk. Now, these two are the two best teams in the league. Uh, when you're playing a, a, a Green Bay in a Super Bowl, uh, that kick is huge. You know, if you're playing a Dallas Cowboy team or a uh, say uh, the, the the Saints are looking good right now, play the New Orleans Saints, that kick is a big deal. Guskowski is the all-time Patriots leader in, in, in points scored. I thought Vinatieri was. Vinatieri was from '95 though six. So all of you Patriot haters that are looking for uh, a crack in, 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 in the armor there and the foundation there, it is with these guys. Uh, Isaiah Wynn, the uh, the left tackle there, he, he's on the IR. He's he's going to be out for, uh, geez, seven more games. He's so at, at minimum. And then you got Koskowski out for the season. They're bringing these guys in. This is a big deal. The Patriots, uh, I would imagine, I haven't seen the new Vegas odds. 
Uh, actually, I want to say that the uh, the Kansas City Chiefs are rated slightly higher because of this and the other injuries that the Patriots have right now on their team. So the Patriots are not this big lock to win the Super Bowl. But I, I think I would put Kansas City above them right now. And, uh, you know, the NFC is way out there. I would probably put them second. But, you know, they've got a lot of injuries right now. They've got uh, they've got receivers out. Julian Edelman's banged up. Uh, Nico Harry is that the is that his name? The uh, draft pick is still out, and uh, uh, they've got that fullback that was out. They almost lost to Buffalo last week, so that is a really big deal. It, it, it's it's the biggest story of the day, if you ask me. Other than that BS about pro football focus being having Carson Wentz as a highest-rated quarterback through four games. Hold on, everybody cast there. Okay, here we go. So, all right. Well, there's another big story out today. This uh, player likeness in college football, everybody, is getting a lot of traction. Uh, now there's a politician, uh, Anthony Gonzalez out of Ohio, is wanting to make this a national law now. I talked about this yesterday with California signing the bill that won't be effective until 2023. And I do want to bring up a uh, comment that a friend of mine on my Facebook page said about this. I, don't, I want to discuss this, but I have to go through the whole story. This is from ESPN's Dan Murphy, uh, U.S. Representative Anthony Gonzalez, a former Ohio State football standout is to planning to propose a, a new national law to give college athletes the opportunity to make endorsement money. Gonzalez is a Republican from Ohio. By the way, in a country that is so divided uh, on party lines politically with, 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 with uh, Democrats from, from in, um, in California to Republicans in Ohio, this seems to be across party lines that both parties want to see these kids capitalize on their likeness, and I'm proud of uh, Americans uh, for doing this. Uh, this is really, really encouraging news for me to listen to, but I will bring up a concern that a good friend of mine brought up when I get done reading this story. Uh, like this article says, California passed a law, like I said earlier, Monday that prohibits colleges in the state from punishing college athletes if they accept money in exchange for their name, likeness, or image, the law will not go into effect until, like I said, January of 23. Lawmakers from more than a dozen other states have expressed interest in proposing similar laws or have already submitted proposals in recent weeks. Some of the proposals include other stipulations, such as schools paying athletes directly or setting up funds for them to pay for health care, uh, after their careers are over, the NCAA has said it recognizes the need to modify its current rules, which prohibit players from accepting money from outside sources. But they strongly prefer one nationwide rule rather than each state coming in with different uh, variations. Yes, I mean, how are you going to have these different rules when you got different conferences from different regions of the country? I think that would be crazy. I'm glad somebody with some common sense, this representative from Ohio, said, hey, we got to get something national going on here. We all love college football. We all love college basketball. Those are the two, mainly college football. With basketball, you're going to have probably more 18-year-olds 
uh, going straight to the NBA and get into doing their G League. So this is really a college football thing more than anything. And maybe some track athletes that may have some Olympic endorsements. But anyways, just to name a few. Gonzalez says, I actually think that we need to do something quickly within the next year, which is really encouraging. Gonzalez told ESPN, I do not think that we have three years to figure this out. I think decisions will happen immediately. He said that he wants to create legislation that gives athletes a chance to make money while they are setting up some way to protect athletes from the Gonzalez describes as bad actors, okay? And I'll just say this, and Gonzalez was a former Ohio State player and played five years in the NFL. My friend Dylan Jones from uh, from my Facebook page brought this a really good point. He says that boosters offering a kid millions of dollars from these big schools may uh, cause a, a lopsidedness in the college game. You know, I thought about that, and I remember uh, listening to Colin Coward today, and he had Joe Klatt on his program, and he says, well, the same two teams have been the national championship game the last three years anyways, Clemson and, and Alabama, and the SEC's ruled in the country. Um, and he also said that I can say, this is the direct quote from Colin Cowherd's program today, stated that he knows of seven schools that are currently paying players as we speak, which is my point. I, I, I believe that uh, these, these players are getting paid. Remember, there was not enough proof, but it was a lot of speculation that Cam Newton was paid hundreds of thousands of dollars to go to Auburn. It wasn't proven, but it was a lot of speculation. There was an investigation. Uh, it wasn't enough proof, but there was a, there was a report that Johnny Manziel made thousands of dollars signing, uh, I want to say, footballs or whatever. Uh, we all know about the SMU, Eric Dickerson, who also is a contributor from FS1. We know that uh, they got the death penalty. There was a 30 for 30 about that. They had a payroll. So, Yes, yes, it's it's a lot of um, it's a lot of stuff that's going on right now. And by the way, I will give Colin Cowherd this credit. I've been listening to this guy for about fifteen years now. He did state back, I want to say back in two thousand thirteen, when Ole Miss with um, when they had that big class with Alarmy Tunsil. It, it was like a top five class uh, with, with their new head coach there. He says that I know that day, ironically, I know of a team that is cheating right now in the college football, and that was on National Signing Day when they had guys like Robert uh, Nimdichi and Lermy Tunsil in their program at Ole Miss. Later, Ole Miss got on probation for paying players. He's saying that he knows seven schools right now that are paying players. So my point is to my friend Dylan that have the total transparency – uh, we're all afraid of change. I think there's a way to legislate it and get it out in the open. Uh, there's there's bigger play. The bigger, the more you shine a light on it. Not all the players are going to go to the same school. The smart coaches and administrators will find a way around it. I do not think that that uh, that one school like Texas, who has a huge endowment, along with uh, Texas A&M, is going to dominate the league. 
You can't buy all the players. My point is that these kids still want to have playing time and everything, and there's only so many scholarships. And let's just be frank, everybody. Not all the students are going to get paid that kind of money. It's only going to be the top two or three, maybe the top 25 get paid, something like that, and something ridiculous like that. It's not going to be this over-the-top thing. And in the football arena, uh, it still takes a team. It still takes coaching to, to, to be successful. Uh, I wouldn't be afraid of change. I know with with with, with uh, Anthony Gonzalez, he's a he he is a Republican. There's other Republicans from from Republican states like Carolina uh, that also on board with this. The president, uh, love him or hate him, uh, is a capitalist. He's going to sign off on this bill. Uh, mostly Democratic senators uh, and, and legislators in California, they voted. It was all to zero. Everybody voted for this. So. I just think that, and I talked about this in, in, in from a sincerity heart, from my heart to yours, about the difficulty of working a full-time job and going to college full-time, the difficulties, and just having a little bit of money to pay for my car insurance, you know. Yes, it's hard to go to work in school, man. You know, I went to college for four years. I was working 24 to 32 hours and taking 15 hours of college. And if you're a first-generation college student like I was, I did get through it. But it, it, they say, the experts say you're supposed to spend two hours to study for every hour you're in the class. For me, it was like three to four hours. So you, you multiply that times 15 plus my work hours, you're talking 70, 80, 90 hours a week. Forget having a social life during that time. I was working seven days a week sometimes. I was burnt out all the time. I was broke. Um, I would like for these guys to be able to have the opportunity if you can make a few thousand dollars for signing some stupid jersey or something or some football so you could take that money, uh, gas money, take a girl out on the day, go to a restaurant that's not on campus. People don't want to eat the same food every day. Put a little bit of money back for investment. I mean, it, it, it's just, you know, it's just across the board. The NCAA is the only one that's really... Nancy is the only one that's got an issue with this. And my friend, I don't know if you watched yesterday's program. If you recall, the NCAA, uh, EA Sports, lost a lawsuit by former college football players years ago in that NCAA 2K EA Sports uh, lawsuit because they were using their face and their likeness. That was total, complete crap. I'm so glad that though, and those college players didn't get that much money for it. But you, I mean, they were making millions off of using these kids' likeness in that kind of college football game. And somebody's saying, well, I wish they had that game back. Hey, look, man, I, that's sweat equity my whole life to play college football. And you're going to put me on some video game and have the audacity not to pay me any money to use my face on there? Are you kidding me? Now, I love the NCAA 2 gay game. I had it on Dreamcast and all that. But, hey. Those guys needed to be properly compensated. They took the EA Sports to court, and they won that lawsuit. So that is precedent of why it's just not right. And the people that are against this is the same people, like I was talking about last night's program, that were against having a playoff. You know, there used to be, in 1997, I want to say, was it uh, USC 
And Michigan split the national championship because they didn't have a playoff. You know, they had ties and all that. That is the most ridiculous thing I've ever heard. Now we got a playoff. Now it seems ludicrous. You know, it's the same thing for somebody not capitalizing on their likeness, their blood, sweat, and tears. The only issue I would have if I printed out my own, like, say, Florida or Tennessee jerseys, and then I signed them and didn't give Florida the money for them, that's different. But if somebody brings them to me from a company and they say, well, you sign these, okay, I'll sign them. Uh, you know, if, if I got to pay my money to IRS, I'll pay my money to IRS. I mean, it, it's ridiculous. Uh, there, there's schools out there paying people right now that's cheating. Shine a light on it. Clean it up. Get the Like this representative said, they used to play college football. Let's get the bad actors out of there, you know? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I know, right? But I just think that um, I think that this is uh, something that's going in the right direction. Kudos to California. They got the ball rolling. Now you've got this representative Gonzalez. Let's just make this a national law. Get the president to sign. I know he will. He'll sign off on it. And let's let these guys capitalize what they worked their whole life for to make a little money. So let's just be frank. Only the top 1% make it to professional in the sport. So the rest of them, yeah, if I have a little money here and there, if I make thousands of dollars and buy me a new car or put $30,000 on a house after I get out, yeah, why not help somebody instead of the um, instead of universities putting it in their pocket? Plus, there's more money to be made. I just think it's just the best of both worlds. I do not think the world's going to come to an end. Uh, it, it uh, and I don't think all the players are uh, the, the football's not going to fall apart. It's not going to be one team dominating. Plus, quite frankly, like Colin said today, they've got the same two teams in the last three national championship games, and probably the favorite to go back to the national championship game this year, Clemson, Alabama. So, I mean, what difference does it make? You know. Uh, Nick Saban and, 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 and Dabo Swinney, Urban Meyer, they're going to outwork you anyways, you know. USC can't buy everybody. I mean, uh, you know, Miami, there was a big scandal with them some years ago, buying players. That's going to happen anyways. You're just shining a light on it. You're getting it out in the forefront, you know. So let's just keep it real here and let these guys make their own money and, and, and make it – Pay taxes on it for crying out loud, you know. You know if I can, and, and, and for the most part, it's going to be on a smaller front. It's going to be some guy at some local car lot making four or five. That's a lot of money for a college student, you know, four or five hundred dollars for something like that. That that's enough to take the girlfriend out, get her some new outfits, have a little fun, get some gas money, help pay down on the car insurance, and go to a restaurant that's not on campus that your plus dollars from your scholarship don't cover. So I don't know. Uh, I'm happy. I think this is all going to work out. I'm optimistic. I'm not a pessimistic. And um, we'll just see how that plays out, everybody. Uh, for those of you who didn't see the beginning of the program, uh, I was talking about Pro Football Focus. Take their ranking system with a grain of salt. Uh, that's the main story I wanted to talk about tonight. I'm sorry. I do not think Carson Wentz is the best quarterback in the NFL through four games. I'm sorry. Uh, you got to keep their their rankings in perspective. It is not the gossip. It's just a it's just a uh, a metric. It's just one metric, and uh, you got to look all the way into the details 
of their metric, uh, and, and you're not going to get lazy here on Sportscope not like those other programs. So if you guys like me, please follow me here at Our Butler. You can follow me at Sportscope. Uh, that's the Facebook page here. Uh, listen uh, to the um, to the podcast. You can Google Sportscope. I've got it on Spotify to name a few. Google Podcast, uh, the word sports, S-K-O-P-E. I'll be back on tomorrow after the game. Uh, speaking of that game, my prediction is with the injuries on the offensive line, I'll take Seattle to win at home. I think that, uh, like I said from the very beginning, I think this Rams team is they're top heavy, and now their top is starting to tumble a little bit. They've had some injuries here and there on the offensive line. And quite frankly, I think that Sean McVay is getting figured out his scheme. So I like Seattle at home, even though I know that two of these four games, the road team is winning. It's very rare for that to happen in the um, on the short Thursday night games. That's rare as all get out to happen. That's an outlier. I'll take Seattle to beat the Rams at home to give them their second loss. I'll be on after the game. We'll talk about next week's uh, breakdown and everything. I just wanted to come on the program tonight. Have a good night, everybody. I'll be back here tomorrow after the game, probably around 11 p.m. Central Time here on Sportscope. Thank you, podcast.